0: Welcome to another episode of Before You Kill Yourself with your host, Leo Flowers. I am Leo Flowers. Today is December 6th. I just got off a cruise ship. I'm feeling real good. I just met some friends in Miami that I haven't seen in forever. I met a cousin who I haven't seen in maybe 30 years in Miami. Had a a wonderful uh, dinner with friends and family. That's what this time of year is about, uh, reconnecting with people or deepening our connections with ourselves, with our purpose, with our community, our country. Um, but this is also a time where people experience a lot of emotions, right? Uh, where either it's because you're going to see the family or you have no family to go see. Um, and a lot of loss can happen at this time of year. I saw a lot of car accidents um, when I was in Miami and I thought I was sad, you know, the ambulance were pulling up and I'm like, these are people who probably had plans to be with their family. And now they're probably going to spend it either in a hospital. I don't know if those people lived or not, but they looked to seem like they were major car accidents. And so hopefully the purpose of today's podcast, I hope is to give you some strength, some purpose, but also I want you to feel seen. I'm going to I, I want to warn you. I'm going to read something from a book I just read, Anna Karenina, and uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to let you know that if you have not read the book and you intend on reading the book, do not listen to this episode because I'm going to definitely share uh, how it ends and what happens, and and because I want to sh- you know the book's been out for a hundred a hundred years. Um. So, but I, I want to share with you because I think the message in the book. It's very valuable, very poignant for this time of year um, when, when like I said, people are very emotional and 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 maybe and, and may make some decisions that um, are irreversible. So we don't want to do that. Um, and it's, but I'm going to start off with every day. I read a book called "365 Tao Daily Meditations." by Dang Ming Dao, and I, I hope I'm pronouncing the last name correctly, but, uh, and so today's reading was about sorrow, so I'm going to read you uh, the excerpt from his book called Sorrow, because like I said, I I got a message on Instagram, and, I, and I've been getting a lot more messages, thank you for the messages, you can reach out to me, Leo Flowers 2000 on Gmail, or uh, at Gmail, if, if you want to send me a message. But you can also message me through um, Instagram, leoflowers2000, and send me any messages. I love receiving your messages, your words, uh, your thoughts, your ideas. Uh, It keeps me going. So thank you very much. Uh, So today's reading was about sorrow. And it starts off, when sorrow comes, its bitterness soaks everything. The sages say that life is illusion. But does that change its poignancy? Let us be sad. It is feeling that makes us human. If we gain enlightenment, understanding all life to be a dream, sadness and happiness will fall away soon enough. The greatest sorrow of life is witnessing. Experiencing our own sufferings is not not as difficult as watching others held in fate's mighty grip. Bearing our own problems is easier because we are always aware that we can exercise other options up to the final one. However, it hurts the most when we can do nothing for others. The greatest sorrow is to see those we love suffer helplessly. When faced with a sad situation, it is best not to languish in it. We can change things by being with different people, moving to other places, or if all else fails, adjusting our own attitudes to take the initiative. Sadness is transitory, like everything else. If we want to deflect it, we need only alter its context and allow it to be subsumed back into Tao. So what I love about this reading is that it it not only is empathizing with us who are experiencing sorrow and sadness, maybe lost your job, relationship, Uh, another person, uh, whatever you're, or maybe you lost mobility. Maybe you, uh, you know, you know, if you're an athlete or you're very mobile and maybe you're in an accident and now you can't move around the way you used to, or maybe there was a loss of identity where you you were demoted. So, and, and so what this is saying is, you know, it's our feelings that make us human. So when we're crying, if we're angry, if we're disappointed, Remember, that's part of our human experience and, and and sadness and happiness will fall away soon enough. So even that joy that you're hoping to have or that serenity or that happiness you're hoping to pursue, even once you get that, it will slip away. It's not permanent. It's all transitory. Your pain, the angst. The joy, the triumphs, the ups, the downs, it's all fleeting. It's all ebbing and flowing. And so it's, it behooves us to learn how to ride the wave. And, and what I really love about the, the reading is, and even like, you know, for me, like I have, uh, you know, uh, if you've been listening for a while, you know, I, I struggle with sugar and I've joined a sugar addicts group. And even my cravings, I remember having a strong craving yesterday ice cream and I was just noticing it watching it looking at it like all right that's interesting maybe I didn't get enough fat and whatever and and then it just disappeared now was a it was a struggle I mean it, it took like a good I don't know maybe an hour but then it just went I did nothing I you know I didn't do I just completely forgot it just went away and so it, it was valuable to me to, to remember that um, a lot of times I'm making decisions based on something so transitory and, and decisions that could be detrimental to me. And we're going to emphasize that point further with Anna Karenina. And then I'm going to talk about uh, the show, The Power of the Dog. It's a movie on Netflix, but there are no spoilers about that. I'm, I'm just going to take a quote from it, and, uh, and and talk about that a little bit. So what I love about this reading also is at the end, it gives us ways to deal with our sorrow, right? It says we can change things by being with different people. And we've had that experience. I, I know I had that for sure where if I'm sad or upset or something's bothering me, You know, I call somebody and all of a sudden I'm laughing, giggling. You see that with kids, right? Kids, they they lose a toy or um, they're they're crying and weeping about something. And then, you know, you get in their face and and all of a sudden they just light up. And it's like whatever they were upset about no longer exists. And they just move on very quickly. And that's the beauty of being childlike, of, you know, you can be present and say, you know what, I was upset about a thing, but right now this is funny, so I'm going to enjoy this moment right now. So being with different people, and if you can't be with somebody physically, we can call somebody, right? We, we have all the numbers listed. We can c- call an enemy, call a friend, call, just go. I mean, we all have these $1,000 phone devices or $100 or, you know, wherever you live that stores so many phone numbers and we collect so many phone numbers that we forget all the people that we know. We forget all the contacts that we've made. And a lot of it is we think, oh, well, I haven't talked to that person in so long. They don't want to hear from me, or they're too busy, they won't pick up. Call them anyway, because you might be right. Yeah, they're busy, um, maybe they're gonna be weirded out because you know you two haven't talked in a while, but the, the more you do it, then the less awkward it becomes, right? That's the beauty of being human. Part of being human is that we are adaptable. I mean, that's why if you look at humans in northern regions of the world versus southern regions, they're built differently because our bodies adapted to the climate, adapt or die. So that's the beauty of it is you know, I know when we're in despair and distress, uh, we tend to think of things being fixed, like it's always like this. It'll never uh, happen, um, and and really, life is transitory. Uh, right now, I'm reading a book about um, astrology, is by Neil deGrasse Tyson, and he, and he's talking about the universe and how the the universe, as they've been able to calculate it, is. 14 billion years old, right? And the beauty of that is some of the light that we see today, the light that we see from the stars are thousands of have traveled for, been traveling for thousands of years. So we're seeing like ancient light. We're seeing light that emanated from uh, thousands of years ago, right? And I, feel, I don't even know where I was going with that. But my point is, is that the universe is, is expanding it it literally is expanding wider and wider bigger and bigger because it's not stagnant and so same thing with our emotions our emotions are not stagnant they are expanding right they are changing they are uh dissolving and diluting over time um it's just the way the universe works so that's a beautiful thing to um Keep in mind, so it says we can change things by being with different people. It also says moving to other places. So moving to other places, I, I, it doesn't mean you go from Budapest to Belgium or from uh, Chiang Mai to, you know, Israel. It, it Moving to another place could be as simple as standing in a different place in your house. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. But you typically stand and occupy the same spaces in your house 99.9% of the time. There are parts of your house or your apartment or your dwelling or your car, if you live out your car, that you haven't. Like if you live out your car, when's the last time you um, uh, sat in a passenger seat or in a back seat? When's the last time you got in a trunk? Like moving to other places doesn't require a passport necessarily, right? It could be visiting a different coffee shop, uh, going to somebody else's house, going to a different movie theater. I go to the. I realized I was like, I go to the same movie theater all the time because I was like, I like this movie theater. It's convenient. I know where it is. The parking is whatever, but um, but it's also nice to go to a different movie theater, right? So going to a different place, go to a different park. Parks are free. Or well, most parks, right? Um, parks are free. Visiting different places, taking a different route around your block, getting in a car, driving, moving to other places, and it doesn't have to be a permanent move. It just it, it could be an exploratory move, right? Where you're just going to check it out and and see what what it what it, what's it all about. Oh, you know, what's even great for that is uh, going on tours. I was just in Miami and they had this boat that takes you on a tour of all the the mansions all the all the all the all the rich people's houses. And a, a lot of cities have these different tours uh, where you can explore your and and a lot of us don't, you know, if you live in Egypt, and they got some, you know, tour about the pyramids and, and stuff. A lot of us don't do it cuz we live there, but You'll be surprised at what you'll learn and how it gives you an opportunity to see your city, your country, your world differently. So explore those different museums and coffee shops. Go on architecture tours. There's so many ways that we can move to other places that can get us out of our sadness, out of our sorrow, out of our pain, out of our misery, out of our distress, right? Sadness is transitory, right? And then it says... If we can't, um, if if being around different people or moving to different places doesn't work, uh, we can adjust our own attitudes to take the initiative. And what does that mean? It means we can reframe the experience. I give you an example. My, you know, my dad passed away uh, years ago, and I was so upset that that he passed away. Right? You know, I was just like, man, there's so much. I still want to say and a relationship that I want to build and um, but then I start to look at it as an opportunity for me and my sisters to connect to to learn I can learn about my dad through my sisters because they had a different relationship with him and I can learn about my dad through the environment in which he grew up in so I started reading up and studying on the city he came from and the state he came from and and the school that he went to to get a richer, more complex understanding of who my dad was and what made my dad what he is. And these are just ways for me to connect with my father and to take initiative, to be proactive, to, to say, how can I engage, how can I with the accept things as they are and build a relationship that I'm looking for so I can manage my sadness. I'm not trying to get rid of it. I'm trying to use it. Remember emotions are energy and energy can't be destroyed. It's transitory though. We can we can we can shift energy, right? Just like when you watch a basketball game, oh, the momentum shifts, it changes. Uh-oh. uh, uh one team was up by 20 and now they're down by 15 or they were down by 15 and now they're up by 30. So I love this reading. Um, once again, the name of the book is 365 Tao. Uh, and it was just a powerful uh, daily meditation. Is something that I needed to read right now. Because the idea of emotions being transitory, I want you to hold on to that. I want you to put a pin in that. Don't let that go. Because I'm going to read something to you from Anna Karenina. And it's heavy. It's deep, okay? But I want you to sit with me and... Like I said, put a pin in, emotions are transitory, right? And now, even though Anna Karenina is fictional, the the stress and pain that she's experiencing is real. You know, you've listened to enough episodes of this podcast and I've read enough books to recognize there are people out there who, have felt or are feeling the way that she does. Okay. In this moment of despair. And so hold on to that idea of emotions are transitory. Now, like I said, if you plan on reading this book, stop reading it. Um, and I'm going to share with you at the end, she does take her life and a Karenina, right? Um, But I I want you to hear the emotions that led up to it. So hopefully, if you hear it in yourself, you know to call and get help. Don't wait until the last minute. Don't keep it all into yourself, right? Um, So let me read to you from Anna Karenina a little bit. Okay. So basically, she is (laughs) – I know. I keep saying I'm about to start. Basically, she's upset – Because uh, she was married, um, got a divorce, because she wanted to be with another guy, right? So she was having an affair with her first husband, and then the husband found out, and then she was like, you know what, I'm going to leave you, I'm going to go with this other guy. But the problem was, she had a son with the first husband, right? So by being with the other guy and leaving her husband behind, she also left her son behind, because... This set. This is set place in the late 1800s where, you know, a, a, a woman it, it, who cheats um, on the husband is you're not getting a son. You're not getting a child. So but she loved she realized how much she loved the child. But, you know, she didn't realize that until after she gets with the guy. And now the um, the guy that she's with, um, that's not going the way she thought it would either right? So she lost her first husband and, um, and her child. And now she's with the second guy that by the way, she can't marry him because the first husband won't grant her marriage. So they're just separated, right? So she can't, she can't get the divorce because she's, because the guy won't grant it to her and she can't have her husband. She can't have her child. And, and now the life that she's living with the new guy is not what she thought it was going to be. And so she is miserable right now, um, and so here's what she's thinking. Okay, and I'll quote from the book. Um, and listen for the emotional words like shame and terrified, and um, and 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 the how she feels judged by others. Right. So quote. She knew what had kept her from it she knew that she had been ashamed her position which had seemed to her simplified the night before suddenly struck her now as not only simple but as absolutely hopeless so we have shame and we have hopelessness she felt terrified at the disgrace of which she had never thought before directly she thought of what her husband would do the most terrible ideas came to her mind she had a vision of being turned out of the house of her shame being proclaimed to all the world. So that's humiliation right there, people. She asked herself where she would go when she was turned out of the house, and she could not find an answer. So she's feeling hopeless. She's, she's, a, she's fearing humiliation. She's uh, experiencing shame, and she's terrified and disgraced, right? And then she goes on to think, she could not bring herself to look at those of her own household in the face. So now the people, because she has uh, 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 workers working in a house, like uh, servants, and she can't even look at them. She's so disgraced by her situation. Um, and then she says the idea of seeking help in her in her difficulty in religion was as remote from her as seeking help from uh, her husband himself, right? Right? She was not simply miserable. She began to feel alarm at the new spiritual condition never experienced before in which she found herself. She felt as though everything were beginning to be double in her soul, just as objects sometimes appeared double to overtired eyes. She hardly knew at times what it was she feared and what she hoped for, whether she feared or desired what had happened or what was going to happen, and exactly what she longed for she could not have said. Ah, what am I doing? She said to herself, feeling a sudden thrill of pain in both sides of her head. When she came to herself, she saw that she was holding her hair in both hands, each side of her temples and pulling it. She jumped up and began walking about. So this is a powerful reading because we get to hear all those different emotions of shame, humiliation. She's terrified. Uh, She's feeling hopeless and She's not even feeling any solace through religion, through faith. She's like, faith will condemn me too. So the people are going to condemn her. Uh, her faith is going to condemn her. The the country has uh, is, is turned her back. There's nowhere for her to go. What is she to do? She has no answers. And she's so distressed that she's literally pulling her hair in both hands and didn't even realize that like, she's pulling the hair out of her, her head. And she's like, oh. What am I doing? And that's powerful because now later in the book, okay, like I said, I was going to tell you the ending. She ends her life, she throws herself under a train and she says, and um, in, in the book says, quote, N- she's under the train at this moment and, and she's waiting for the train uh, to move. And at the same time, At the same instant, she was terror-stricken at what she was doing. where am I? What am I doing? What for? She tried to get up, to drop backwards, but something huge and merciless struck her on the head and rolled her on her back. Lord, forgive me all, she said, feeling it impossible to struggle. A peasant muttering something was working at the iron above her. In the light by which she read, the book filled with troubles, falsehoods, sorrow, and evil flared up more brightly than ever before lighted up for her all that had been in darkness flickered began to grow dim and was quenched forever and the reason why that's a powerful reading to me is that we we see that once again she's in such emotional distress that she doesn't realize what she's doing she says where am i what am i doing what for and then she tried to get up. This is after she's thrown herself under a moving train. She tries to get up to drop backwards. And then the the, the train is has overtaken her. So she wanted to live. And she even says, Lord, forgive me all. So she's asking for forgiveness at the very end of this. And I, I, I'm reading this because there are times emotionally where we're in such distress that we don't realize what we're doing. We're, we're so in the thick of things. And that's the value of. Meditation. Journaling. Uh, cooking. Doing things that take time. And also sharing our emotions with other people. As you can see she felt like there was no one she could talk to. That was not true. The, 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 the husband was had made changes and wanted to talk to her and there's a point where he's talking about his love for her but she's in such disrepair that she doesn't hear what he's saying she's unable to take it in and when we talk about going to therapy don't wait until you're upset or you're angry what if you're if you're if things are going well for you right now if you're firing on all cylinders, this is a time to get help. I was just on a cruise ship, uh, like I said, for two weeks. And I had put my uh, teletherapy on hold while I was on a cruise ship. And then uh, by the second week, I go, wow, I've been doing really well on a cruise ship. Like, I mean, I was journaling, I was meditating, I was working out. And even my friends who um, I was FaceTiming with, they were like, Leo, whatever you're doing, keep doing it, man, like, I, your energy, your vibe, everything is just, like, I'm, I'm digging it, right, and then I was like, oh, I don't, and then it was a part of my brain that was like, oh, I guess I don't need the therapy, and uh, and and then I, I realized, no, this is exactly when I, this is exactly why I need to be consistent with the therapy, because it, it's been the therapy going once a week, or, you know, t- uh, teletherapy, once a week, and and of course, I'm, and also a part of groups and and other things to, um, to to, to uh, uh safe places for me to share my experiences, and that that's been a part of it. I, I it would be ridiculous for me to think that um because I haven't seen her in a week and a half that it was all me. So I immediately booked, uh, I was like, can I, can we talk tomorrow? Because I'm doing, I'm doing great right now. And, uh, and I just know that it's transitory. It's not permanent. My serenity, my peace, my bliss, transitory. And, you know, Anna Karenina shows us that. she, throws herself under a train, and then was like, wait, what? What am I? I can't, what? I don't want to do this. Lord, forgive me. And and we there's story after true story where people have shared that. If you listen to survivors, they share that. And right now, like I said, I feel safe. I feel good. I feel like I'm in a a beautiful place. And there's a quote. I just watched this movie, The Power of the Dog. And in the quote, he says that the, he said, he said, and the most dangerous place on earth is where you're safe. I love that quote. I love it because it makes me think about baseball, and, you know, when you, you hit the ball and you're running around the bases, you get the first base, you're not safe. You get the second base, you're not safe. You get the third base, you're not really. You get home, boom, safe, right? But you can't stay at home. Now you got to go sit back in the dugout and you got to get ready for the next at-bat, for the for the next round of pitches that are going to come at you. Right. And those and those pitches are challenges, obstacles. And you don't know what's going to be thrown at you. Is it going to be a curveball? Is it going to be a slider? Is it going to be a hook? Like, is it going to be a fastball? So we're we're going to get another at bat. Challenges are, you know, we get home and we're safe and we can high five. We can celebrate. That's great. But know that, that we're going to have another at bat. The challenges are going to, and the obstacles, and the pain and despair—they're going to get some more opportunities to throw themselves at us, to be hurled at us at ninety-three miles per hour, sixty-five miles per hour. We we don't know. We don't know what's coming at us. Maybe maybe they'll let us bunt. We don't know, but we do know that safety is not permanent, and that doesn't mean that we live on egg walk on eggshells or look over our shoulders all the time. It just means that it's all transitory. And there's power in that because we, we do want pert. We do want permanence, right? We want certainty. I want to know exactly what I'm going to do, when I'm going to do it, how I'm going to do it. I want to know that my, my home is going to be there. My meal is going to be prepared. We get married. We get a job. All right. I want to, I want to, paycheck coming in. I know it comes in at the first of the month. pay my bills. We want certainty. We want safety. And 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 it's all, and the truth is, it's always going to be i always going to have to adjust the levels. Sometimes it's going to be a little more safety. Sometimes it's going to have to be a little bit more risky. You know, people are fleeing countries. You're in the military. You know, the, the risk might go up you do what you can to be safe it's transitory that's the beauty of it so wh- if whatever you're feeling right now set your timer set your, get it, if you have a stopwatch set your timer and see how long how you f- how you feel right now if it, if it seems unbearable like you not going to survive it see how long that feeling lasts Time your emotions, time that despair, time your joy, time your happiness. And if you're, and if you're right now saying, you know what, Leo, I, I don't feel anything. I have some anhedonia, I'm kind of numb to life. There, there's no, I'm not experiencing any pleasure. You know, Alan Watts said, um, there, There can be no pleasure without skill, without developing a skill. I tell you what, I sit down with my guitarist, one of the hardest things in the world that I'm tackling right now, but every now and again I hear a note where I go, oh, I hit that note perfectly, and I get a little dose of pleasure. When I swim, I go for a swim a lot of times my shoulders are creaky, I'm cold, I'm wet. I don't really like going swimming. I like it like once I get in the pool and start moving I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. And then, then when I feel the stroke when it feels like I'm just gliding through water, oh, that's where the pre- that's where the pleasure kicks in. The pleasure is not really going to kick in from you know, binging a Netflix episode or food or drugs or alcohol. The Real pleasure is going to come from an amount of suffering, of, of being uncomfortable, of not being safe. I really appreciate you all for tuning in. It's so wonderful to see that the podcast is growing. Um, the listenership is growing. I mean, we have people listening in. Now we got people from, uh, you know, from the U.S. Obviously, we got Australia. Shout out to Australia. United Kingdom. Canada. Taiwan. Shout out to Taiwan. Germany. Let's go, Germany. I appreciate all of you. And and then the States, you know, we got LA, New York, Phoenix, Chicago, uh, Albany, New York. What's up, Albany? We got Washington, DC. So I, you know, I mean there's there's other places, but those are the top listen, you know, the top five places that are that are tuning in. So wherever you are in the world, just know that the fact that we have people from Germany to the US to Taiwan tuning in, it means you're not alone in whatever you're experiencing. Right? This is part of the human experience. And I really appreci- appreciate you tuning in and letting me be a part of your human experience. Remember, this podcast is not a substitute you're going to get help call the 1-800-SUICIDE or any of the international phone numbers that are listed in the show notes and you know there's talk there's chat there's text I know sometimes uh we don't have the you may not have the privacy to talk so you can chat you can text you can write letters don't forget about writing a letter to someone, or write a letter to no one, just drop it in the mailbox. That That's equally. You ever see a kid write a letter to Santa Claus? They're, they're happy. They're happy. Santa Claus doesn't write back, but they're happy, right? Um, go to thrivewithleo.com for one on one coaching with yours truly. Let's get to tomorrow together.